Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and live from the first presidential debate in Denver, Colorado. It's the Fourth and Inches Show with your moderators, Jenna and the Sherpa. Jenna, good evening. How are you tonight? I'm good. I mean, why wouldn't we be coming from the debate? It seems like the natural spot to be talking about fantasy football, right? <laughs> well, it's pretty, it's pretty taxing to watch that debate, but... Uh, That's anyway, why we're here so, instead. <laughs> that's why we're here instead, exactly. So we're going to have Jim Lehrer on in the second hour of the one-hour show to of get course. more on the debate. But uh, So how do people get in touch with us during the show, assuming we're listening live? <laughs> we do have a whole bunch of ways you can get a hold of us if you have questions about your fantasy team, you want to have your opinion heard, you want to tell the Sherpa and I that we're crazy for our predictions, whatever floats your boat. Um, the easiest way probably is to call us at 347-677-1608. That's 347-677-1608. Or you can send us a tweet at the handle 4th and Inches Show, which is the number 4 THN Inches Show. That's the number 4 THN Inches Show. Or you can shoot us an email under the same handle, the number 4 THN Inches Show at gmail.com. And all week long, you can also find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page and at FantasyFootballSherpa.com. And as always, we have our lovely chat room open as well if you want to chat with us there. Um, so if that's why not wouldn't enough you? Ways, <laughs> yeah, if that's not enough ways to get a hold of us, uh, of course, you can always get a hold of us on Twitter and, and all of that all week long as well. But for the next hour, we do have all of the news and notes and analysis for the coming week. That is week five of the NFL season, and we only have 14 games this week, but I think we'll be able to fill the time. We also have some waiver wire pickups for you and uh, all the good fighting and bickering that goes along with that. (laughs) So, uh, again, feel free to let us know your opinions throughout the show. So, Three of the four teams on by this week have silver in their uniforms. What do you think of that? I mean, I think that's probably just too strong of of a coincidence to actually be a coincidence. So it must mean something. Roger Goodell is trying to send us a message. I'm just sure of it. (laughs) Those four teams, of course, are the Cowboys, the Lions, the Raiders, and the Buccaneers, which means I'm playing a lot of bench players this week. (laughs) Yeah, I think um, Detroit's receivers, Dallas's receivers, you know, McFadden, there's, you know, the receivers on Tampa. There's, I mean, this isn't as bad. Martin in Tampa, DeMarco Murray in Dallas. There's a couple of decent defenses in that mix. It's it's not my favorite week of bye week teams, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, three of those four teams should be in the playoffs, although, you know, Detroit and Teams held bent on proving that they're not a playoff team at this point this season. But why don't we get on to our move on to the waiver wire pickup for this week? Uh, who do you like um, quarterback wise? Who are some of the guys that you have your eye on this week? Well, Andy Dalton is always a good waiver wire pickup, the ginger ninja, as I like to call him. Also, this week, Matt Hasselbeck is going to be getting the start. Jake Locker is officially not playing this week. I like the Titans' offense under Matt Hasselbeck, even though it looks like he might not have Kenny Britt. I still think, especially if you're in a deeper, a 14-team league, or you have two quarterbacks, Matt Hasselbeck's a nice, a nice option this week. And Kevin Cobb out in Arizona, he is not gonna. It's not gonna be, you know, a, a huge point value there, but you are gonna get a couple of touchdowns. He's got some good receivers around him, and he's 
He's not a terrible quarterback, especially if you need to fill in on a bye week because your quarterback's not playing this week. What do you think, Sherpa? The two that I like most are Ryan Fitzpatrick in Buffalo, still available in a lot of leagues, and Ryan uh, um, Tannehill in Miami is still available in a lot of leagues. So I guess uh, if your name is Ryan, uh, it's a good week. On my list. It's a good week for you. <laughs> you know, Matt Ryan's not on my list, and neither is Matt Ryan, so I guess it has to be a first name of Ryan. But, uh, so those are the two quarterbacks that I have my eye on. I'm not as keen on Hasselbeck, but we'll get into that when we look at the at the uh, Minnesota-Tennessee matchup. But mm-hmm. uh, how about running backs? There's there's been a lot of talk this week, of course, about Brandon Bolden, who you know, gained even more yards. I hate it. I hate this. Stephen Ridley did in New England, and you spoke last week about your disdain for Bill Belichick and how you consider him. It's Shanahanigans of the North. It's awful. Shanahan. (laughs) So there's there's been a lot of debate this week between uh, Brandon Bolden, who's questionable with a knee injury, I believe, and also uh, Jackie Battle out in San Diego getting a couple of uh, goal line vulture TDs. If you had a choice between the two of those, which one would you take? Jackie Battle, without a doubt. Um, I agree. I agree. Ryan Matthews is, has trouble staying healthy. He's kind of an, in the doghouse, and his confidence is a little shaken after getting a little benched after the fumble last week. Jackie Battle, they've tried to work into this offense even before the fumble, um, and you just you're never going to know what Bill Belichick's going to do because he never wants anyone to know, and it looked so nice and easy with Stephen Ridley the first two weeks, and I was really excited about that because it was good for my fantasy team. And now he's just playing mind games with me, and I hate it, and I don't want any part of it. <laughs> they still had a good week, the fourth week, and you certainly don't complain if you started him, but, you know, you know I mean, a lot of... You know, it's not an ideal situation. Time, and I don't think they're going to blow out teams. You know, they're not going to score 52 points every week, but... Uh, uh, yeah. I also I also do like Richard Mendenhall's making his debut this week. He's mm-hmm. unowned in a lot of leagues, and I know he's coming back off kind of a major injury, and and there's a lot of moving parts in that backfield. But we know what he's capable of, and if you can get him on the cheap off a waiver wire, it's a great option to have on your bench or even as a fill-in in the next couple of weeks when you need a, a bye week replacement. Who knows? Maybe he'll he'll return to form faster than we think. It could be. I just, you know, to me, that's a three-headed or at least a two-headed monster in their backfield there, and I don't like their matchup this week. And uh, there, there are a few other guys I think I'd rather pay. I mean, I'd rather have Mendenhall than any of the guys I'm about to name now, but I mm-hmm. would still, I think, take a look at guys like uh, Robert Turbin finally got some carries in Seattle last week and wonder how long that uh, Mr. Beast Mode can keep up his current level of uh, carries. Ronnie Hillman in Denver finally got some carries. No, Sean Moreno has been a no-show for the last couple of weeks. I love Ronnie Hillman out in Denver. I think he's, his role is going to get bigger as the weeks go on. It could be. I, I don't know if this will be the week, but yeah, I think they'll probably still be relying more on you know, passing and, and also on, uh, you know, on Willis McGahee, even though he's a bit banged up. But, uh, and then Ryan Williams out in Arizona with um, Beanie Wells still you know, banged up and out until after Thanksgiving. I think you know, he's 
somebody yeah. that should be owned more than he is. But let's move on to wide receivers, Janet. Who who are some of the wide receivers on the waiver wire you have your eye on this week? Um, I, I if Brian Hartline is still on your waiver wire and he is in a lot of places, please go pick him up. There's no reason that he should not be on your team unless you're in a four-team t- league that all of your wide receivers are, are number ones on teams. If he's still available, you need to go get him immediately. He he and Ryan Tannehill have such a good thing going, and there really are not a lot of functional wide receivers out in Miami, and it just Brian Hartline is a, a a great option. I also really like Andre Roberts out in Arizona, especially as long as Kevin Cobb is playing quarterback. He really likes Roberts. They have a good rapport. Um, James Jones in Green Bay. Greg Jennings is a little banged up. He's going to keep trying to play through this hamstring injury, but Jones has kind of sniped a few touchdowns. The less that Greg Jennings plays, the more James Jones is going to play. So for the next week or two, it's a nice option. And I love T.Y. Hilton in Indy. They're coming off a of bye week, so people may not remember what he did in week three. But with Andrew Luck out there, with that great arm looking for receivers, I really like Hilton and, and his odds for the rest of this year. Yeah, I like those recommendations, especially the James Jones pick. He was one of my top three that I was going to mention. The other two, uh, Donald Jones, no relation in Buffalo, and then Leonard Hanks <laughs> Washington are two I like a lot, and then two I like a little bit less, but still with the picking up or Jerome Simpson in Minnesota, who I think um, got off to a quicker start than some people had thought. And then Jacoby Jones in Baltimore, it wasn't quite as active last week, but I, I still like him for the long haul. So those are mm-hmm. two wide receivers to have my eye on. Moving on to the tight end, a couple of people I'm looking at this week. Scott Chandler is the one that really sticks out yeah. for me as somebody who should be owned by this point, especially with the bye week starting to kick in and mm-hmm. uh, Hardline and Witten are all out this week. A couple others, mm-hmm. Jeff Cumberland with the Jets, has caught my eye since their passing game is so atrocious and Dustin Keller refuses to heal. And Anthony Pisano, I know you're not a fan of his in Miami, no. but he's still staying somewhat active in their passing game. And then Ben Watson in Cleveland is one of the few people I consider on that uh, nasty football team. So how about you, head end-wise, uh, what appeals to you? I, I completely agree with you on Scott Chandler. It looks like he's probably going to play this week, even with the, the banged-up head, if you will. He he should be all right. Uh, Heath Miller out in Pittsburgh. I gave you the spiel last week, and hopefully you listen, but he's still out there in a lot of leagues. Ben Roethlisberger is going to him early and often. He wants him to be a, a pro bowler, and he's clearly trying to make a case for it. So as much as I normally stay away from Heath Miller, this is a good year and a good time for him. And I also like Orson Charles out in Cincinnati. He's finally starting to come along with Andy Dalton, and he's becoming more and more a part of that pass game. So if you're in a deeper league or you are you know have a, a larger team, it's not a bad option, especially for down the line. I think his role is going to continue to grow. Okay. How about um, defenses? Are there any defenses that you would uh, consider picking up just for this week if you had to stream one because you had a defense on a buy? I like uh, both Minnesota and Cincinnati. Um, and also, 
as, as crazy it sounds, I really like the matchup Carolina has this week against the Seahawks. It's not really an overpowering offense. Even though I know the Carolina defense has been atrocious, they're not going to give up a lot of points. You may get lucky and they may be able to, to pick up a fumble or two and get you some extra points that way, but it's a safer, less risky pick than a lot of the other options that are going to be on your waiver wire. I agree with you wholeheartedly about Minnesota, especially facing Hasselbeck. I mean, he's, he's certainly confident, but I don't think you know, he's a danger to throw three or four touchdown passes. And then St. No. Louis, I think I also like their matchup a lot of at home Thursday night against Arizona. So, yeah, there's, there's not a lot to pick from. There's, there's going to be some high-scoring games this weekend. But uh, kicker-wise, the uh, Blair Walsh, Greg Zerline, there are a couple of guys. Greg the uh, leg. I love it. Yes, Greg the leg has the worst field goals, I think, last week. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Somebody said he kicked for the, I think it was Andy Barron on Yahoo, said he kicked for the cycle <laughs> last week. But, uh, yeah, he had uh, a 30 yard or a 40 yard or two 50 yarders, I think, or a 50 and a 50. I, just, I, just, I love uh, when kickers have good nicknames. Like, they don't really get a lot. Of, of you know recognition out there, but you've got guys like Sebastian Janikowski and now and now Greg the Leg who have these these good tough kind of nicknames and I'm into that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So nobody nobody ever gives you know Sean Sweetham a nickname, but that's another or Nick Polk, but that's uh, <laughs> their, uh, they call them a lot of names, but not ones we can say on the air. <laughs> right, right. Starts with F, ends with K. So. Um, so those are the kickers. So I think we're about done with waiver wire candidates. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, tweet us, hit us up, call us. Let's move on to the games then. So first up, the Thursday night game this week is Arizona at St. Louis. Arizona is still undefeated. I'm not buying it. I think St. Louis is going to put an end to their uh, unbeaten streak. You May notice if you listened last week that I predicted they would lose last week too, but they didn't. So I think I'm going to keep picking against them until I can say I was right. But I do honestly think this game could go either way. I'll give it to St. Louis on the basis of their being at home. I'll go St. Louis 21, Arizona 20 in this game. Who do you like in the game, and who do you like on Arizona, Janet? I agree with you. I think this is a, a very evenly matched set of teams. I don't know if it's going to be like the best game to watch all week, but it's not a bad Thursday night game. It's not going to be a blowout one way or the other. I I do think Arizona is going to come out on top. I just think they have have a little bit more going for them, even though it's either way it's not a ton. I'm a little concerned about what St. Louis thinks it's doing with its run game, but that's a story for another time. Um, really, only use Kevin Cobb as a second quarterback, or if you're in an extraordinarily deep uh, team-wise league, it, the the Rams have a surprisingly strong pass defense. They've held their last two opponents to under 170 yards total, and it's just it's not a great combination for Kevin Cobb, who's a little rusty as it is. Obviously, though, I want to start Larry Fitzgerald. I also want to start Andre Roberts. As for the other wide receivers out there, uh, the early do sets and and Michael Floyd's of the world, I just don't think there's going to be enough there for them this week. Obviously, there's not going to be a, a Beanie Wells sighting this week since he's on IR. Uh, Ryan Williams is really the one to go with, um, although I do hope you have some stronger running backs with it. I just It's kind of hard to say what you're going to get, but I, I like the upside of Ryan Williams. Tight end-wise, just say no. I, wanna, I really want the Kevin Cobb-Todd Heap connection to work, but 
they can't stay healthy and on the same page. And it's just enough is enough. I'm cutting the cord on the the Arizona tight ends. I do want to start the defense, but not the kicker. I don't think this is going to be that high scoring of a game. All right. For St. Louis, I like uh, wide receiver Danny Amendola, who's probable with an ankle injury. Tight end with Kendrick in the defense. Sam Bradford is at best a second quarterback for me. uh, Steven Jackson, I would like him if he were healthy, but he's got a groin injury and he's questionable for me. He's at best a flex this weekend, as is wide receiver Brandon Gibson, who's also probable with a knee injury. And I'd say no to running back Daryl Richardson and Isaiah Pete, as well as the kicker Greg Sterline. I just don't think they're going to score a lot of points. It could be that they scored 21 points on seven field goals instead of three touchdowns. But with three, like I just don't think they're going to score a lot of points, so I would stay away. All right. Works All right, let's me. move on to the early Sunday games. First up, the Green Bay Packers, beloved by Jana and many others yeah. in America, throughout America, and especially Paul Ryan and uh, Scott Miller in, out in Wisconsin. <laughs> and they're playing um, at Indianapolis in the first Sunday early game. I, I like Green Bay to win a moderately high-scoring game there. I'll give Green Bay the game by a score 28-20 over Indy coming off a bye week. Who do you like in the game? And I, so I think this Packers, is going to be a fun a fun game to watch. I mean, you get two really good quarterbacks against two not-so-good defenses, <laughs> and I think that's going to make for an interesting game. Not necessarily a great one defensively, but um, I'm definitely starting Aaron Rodgers against a terrible Colts secondary. Uh, I think he's going to throw early and often. I think Andrew Luck's probably doing the same thing this week. Um, I I think I'm going to go with Cedric Benson, just avoid the rest of the running backs as much as I like to name my fantasy football teams after John Kuhn. I don't think it's a great idea to ever start him. Um, tight end Michael Finley, I like his his prospects a lot better. And wide receivers, I want to start Jordy Nelson. I'm kind of on the fence about Greg Jennings. I like his production, but that hamstring, he hasn't been able to yeah. get through a whole game, and it's making me very nervous. Unless you have some really good cushion wide receivers to lessen the blow if he leaves early or isn't as involved, I would say stay away this week. Maybe look at James Jones as a flex option. Um, Donald Driver, again, I'm just I'm not – completely sold on him. He's more of a flex player for me right now. Um, I think that Cedric Benson's going to be a little bit more of a part of the pass game this week since it's just going to be so much easier to throw the ball than run the ball in this Colts defense. Um, I don't want to start the defense or the kicker for the Packers, though. I just I agree with you. I think this is more going to be a quarterback duel than a defensive matchup. <laughs> yeah, and if you, if you start Greg Jennings, you might end up hamstrung. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so moving right along for Indy, I would start running back Donald Brown, start wide receiver Reggie Wayne, and quarterback Andrew Luck is the second quarterback for me. I'm not quite as optimistic about his prospects this week against Green Bay's pass defense. Wide receiver T.Y. Hilton and Donnie Avery, those guys are flex options for me. Tight end Kobe Fleener, he would be a start for me if he were healthy, but he's questionable with concussion. He and fellow rookie tight end Dwayne Allen are at best flex options for me. Uh, defense is a maybe for me. Running back Vic Ballard, running back Vic Ballard is a no, and kicker Adam Vinatieri is a no for me. All right, that works. All right, moving on to uh, the next game, which I think is going to be better than most people think. 
at Baltimore at Kansas City. I know people were really down on Kansas City after last week. They've definitely been a heckle and a Jekyll and Hyde team so far this year. True. This time I this week I think it's time for the good Chiefs to show up, you know, the team that we saw in New Orleans a couple weeks ago. Baltimore, you know, their offense is definitely in high gear at this point, but their defense isn't quite as fearsome as it's been in the past, at least so far this season, especially on the passing side of things. Yes, they play Tom Brady, and that certainly didn't help. But uh, I think Kansas City keeps this close, although I think Baltimore ultimately wins. I'll go Baltimore 31, Kansas City 28. I am one of those people who is not as optimistic about the competitiveness of this game as maybe you are. Um, but I may be a little biased thinking that Baltimore is one of my Super Bowl picks, and I have predicted such big things for this offense and Joe Flacco. So I'm, I, I kind of think they have a little bit of an upper hand on Kansas City, but you're right, they have looked surprisingly competitive at times and surprisingly not at other times. As a Cowboy fan, I sort of know what that feels like right now. Um, but I do think there's a lot of fantasy value for Baltimore this week. I do think they win by maybe eight or nine points. I just I don't know if I if I really think Kansas City can hang against this defense. But I am definitely starting Joe Flacco. I am without a doubt starting running back Ray Rice. Wide receiver wise, I like Anquan Bolden. I like Torrey Smith and I like Jacoby Jones more as a flex player. He probably shouldn't be taking up an entire wide receiver slot unless again you're in a deeper league. Um as far as tight ends go, Dennis Pitta is not a bad option. And, again, that's part of the reason why I think Jacoby Jones is more of a flex player, that Pitta's come on the last couple of weeks very strong. Don't be fooled by that one nice game that Jones had. Also, the defense and the kicker, start them both, uh, unless you're playing, I guess, the Sherpas, Kansas City Chiefs, this week. <laughs> then maybe you shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, well... The, for Kansas City, and they were my one of my AFC Super Bowl team last week, much to the chagrin of everyone <laughs> I talked to at the beginning of the season and myself at the end of the season. But yes. I like Matt Castle this week. I, obviously, he's been under well, under the gun somewhat and talk about possibly replacing him with Brady Quinn. Or, yeah, right. I, I, it, Brady Quinn's yeah. not going to be a step up here. <laughs> no, I, I don't think so either. I think Castle starts, and I think he plays a good game and puts the talk about his job being in danger to rest for at least a week uh, or yeah. two. Running back Jamal Charles, I also like to start this week. Wide receiver Dwayne Bowe, and you know those those I like, and I would start. And also, um, um, yeah, that's it as far as the must starts and. Wide receiver Steve Breston is a flex option for me. Tight end Tony Moyaki is a flex option for me. And kicker Ryan Suckup is a maybe for me, depending on what your options are. Running back Peyton Hillis, questionable with an ankle injury. And running back Sean Drone, don't start either of them. Don't start running back Cyrus Gray. Wide receivers Dexter McCluster and Jonathan Baldwin, don't start them. Baldwin's questionable with a hamstring injury. Tight end Kevin Boss, unfortunately, is on IR for the season with due to a concussion suffered in week three. So don't start him. Just cut him unless you're in the dynasty league, and even then you might want to cut him. And also stay away from the Chiefs defense this week because I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. All right. Let's keep rolling. Yep. Next up, 
Miami at Cincinnati. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. Miami seems to have more offense than most people thought they would. I think they're going to keep this close, but in the end, I think Cincinnati has just a little bit more offense and just a little bit more defense than Miami does. So I'll pick Cincinnati to win this at home by a score 35-31, what I think will be one of the games, the day's more entertaining games. Interesting. I I think that it's a little lower scoring. I don't think either of these teams are breaking 30 points. I think more like 28-24 type of final. But um, I am I am really optimistic about both of these teams this year. I think it could go either way. I wouldn't be shocked if Miami quote unquote upset the Bengals here. But I I think the Bengals have the edge. Although there are some really good offensive weapons here for your fantasy team from the Dolphins. I do think Ryan Tannehill is more a second quarterback or a deeper league start. The Bengals' defense is not not as bad as they've been in years past, and Miami, it just I'm not sure if the targets will be there. So I'm going more of a second quarterback option for Tannehill. I'm definitely starting wide receiver Brian Hartline. I really cannot tell you enough how much I like this guy. Wide receiver Devon Bass, I think, is a really interesting flex option this week. Um, beyond that, I just I don't think there's enough value there. There's not enough targets. Uh, they did sign Jabbar Gaffney this week, so that's worth noting and keeping an eye on in the coming weeks. They're looking to add a little bit more to that wide receiver pool, and hopefully it works out. But running back-wise, Reggie Bush is still dinged up. He's going to play. I think if you have him, you still start him. I think there's going to be enough there that it, it's going to be worth your while. I'm I'm not as high on Daniel Thomas or Lamar Miller this week. And tight end Anthony Fasano, as the Sherpa alluded to earlier, I am not a huge fan of. I think there are better options. But, again, you've lost a couple of good tight ends to bye weeks this week. So Fasano's not a terrible play. I am still going to start the Miami defense, though. I'm a little more optimistic about the defensive side of this than the Sherpa is, I think. Yeah, you've lost a lot of tight ends to both uh, bye weeks and injuries, I think. It was not a good week to be a tight end, that's for sure. (laughs) So for Cincinnati, I would start quarterback Andy Dalton, start wide receivers A.J. Green and Andrew Hawkins, tight end Jermaine Gresham and kicker Mike Nugent. Wide receiver um, Armand Bins is a flex for me. Running backs Bernard Scott and uh, Ben Jarvis Green Ellis are notes for me. Scott's questionable with an ankle injury. Wide receivers uh, Mohamed Sanu and uh, Ben Tager notes for me. Tight end Orson Charles, uh, Janet alluded to, he's, he's getting more targets, but I'm still not sold uh, on him. And the defense is also a no for me just because I think this game's going to be higher scoring than Janet does. <laughs> All right, so let's keep onward going. Onward and upward, the battle for Pennsylvania, which I thought earlier in the season might be a Super Bowl preview, but now I'm changing my mind mm-hmm. after seeing the way that Pittsburgh's performing. I still think Philadelphia gets there from the okay. AFC, but, and the NFC, but if you had to ask me at this point, I would say either Houston <laughs> or Denver in the AFC, but I'm going to go with Philadelphia. All right, let's talk about this game. (laughs) I'm going to go with Philadelphia to win this game pretty easily. I'll take them to win by 10 points. I say Philadelphia 27, Pittsburgh 17. I could not disagree more. I think Pittsburgh wins, and I think the score is reversed from what you think. Um, I think it's worth noting that Pittsburgh's playing with a healthy defense this week. 
We've got Palomalu and Harrison, are, it looks like, coming back. And you got Richard Mendenhall coming back. I think that that defense against Michael Vick and his butterfingers and poor decisions is a recipe for disaster. So I think the Eagles are the the least deserving of a 3-1 and record out of anybody in the league right now. But they are doing a few things offensively, even if they don't want to start running the ball early enough to suit my needs. Um, Fantasy-wise, Michael Vick is, is a second quarterback option or a very deep league option this week. I don't like his chances against this Pittsburgh defense. We saw what he did against Leicester defenses, and it wasn't pretty. Um, LaShawn McCoy, definitely start him. Hopefully they start running the ball earlier, and maybe you won't have as many turnovers if you're an Eagles fan, but it's really hard to say at this point. I think you can safely start wide receiver Deshaun Jackson. Jeremy Macklin I have a little more reservation on. Uh, When he's healthy, I love his upside and his ceiling, but he's not healthy, and he was almost non-existent for three quarters last week, and I'm a little concerned about it. Um, The rest of the wide receivers, Jason Avant is really the one I like best. He's been getting an increased uh, number of targets with Macklin, sort of injured, sort of not playing. Damaris Johnson, there's not enough value for you to be starting him this week, as tempting as it may be. Tight end Brett Selleck is always a good call, especially when you've got the Steelers rushing at you. It's gonna be I think he's gonna see a lot of targets this week. Um I am saying no to the kicker and the defense. I just I don't like Philly's chances this week. All right. It's, it's almost seems like we're analyzing the same team here, but uh <laughs> yeah. Pittsburgh, I don't think they're gonna have any success whatsoever running the ball against Philadelphia even really? with the Mandan Hall back. So I think Roethlisberger is going to have to throw 35, 40 times a game. I'd say start him, start wide receivers Mike Wallace and Antonio Brown, start tight end Heath Miller. Wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders is a flex option for me this week. Defense is a maybe for me. I'd say stay away from the whole bunch of running backs, Rashard Mendenhall, Isaac Redman, Sean Dwyer. Stay away from all those guys and Stay away from kicker Sean Sweetson if you believe, as I do, that Pittsburgh's going to have trouble breaking 20 points against Philly's defense. All right. See, I, I wonder, I I wonder Philly, how this ends up. <laughs> It'll be yeah, interesting to see next week. I mean, I know Philadelphia was at home on Sunday night, but I, I would compare Pittsburgh's offense unfavorably with the Giants' offense. And I know you can't say, well, the Giants only scored you know, 17 points, and therefore Pittsburgh should score 17 or less. But I, I just, well, we'll see what happens. But this is a game yeah, we have to see quite differently. So, all right, uh, Atlanta at Washington is another early game on Sunday. This, I think, is also going to be quite an entertaining game. I think Washington <laughs> and Atlanta's unbeaten streak. I'll take Washington to win this in a shootout. I'll go Washington 34, Atlanta 31. I think Atlanta wins, and they win by a touchdown, but I think they're going to score about a 100 points between them. It just seems like neither defense is going to slow down these pass games. Um, I definitely want to start Matt Ryan. The Washington pass defense is terrible. Uh, I I think you absolutely need to be starting Roddy White as if it's really a question. Julio Jones as well, and Harry Douglas maybe is a flex option this week since they're going to be throwing a lot. 
Uh, tight end Tony Gonzalez, I'm absolutely starting. And running back Michael Turner, I know people want to say he's done, he's over the hill, it's Jaquiz Rogers' time, but I'm still starting Turner. Uh, he had a nice little game last week, and while I think a lot more of the points are coming through the air this week, I still think he's worth a start. And it's probably safe to stay away from both of the defenses, I think. Yeah, uh, so as channel alluded to, I would say no to the Redskins defense. Mm-hmm. I like a lot of Washington skill players this weekend. I like Robert Griffin, third quarterback. I like running back Alfred Morris. I like wide receivers Leonard Hankerson and Pierre Garçon, who missed a couple games, but he listed as probable this week with his foot injury. If he plays, start him. Tight end Fred Davis, start him. Start kicker Billy Condit. Wide receivers Antonio Moss and uh, Josh Morgan are Flex guys for me, running back Seven Royster and Ryan Grant say no, and wide receiver Aldrich Robinson is questionable with that unfortunate concussion he saw um, yeah. in pregame uh, warm-ups last week. But uh, you crazy. probably wouldn't have started him anyway, but definitely don't start him unless you have a uh, warm-up injury fantasy football league. So <laughs> stay away from him if you have a real fantasy football league. Probably a good idea. All right, let's move right along to Cleveland at the New York Giants. Uh, I just, oh. <laughs> this is going to be a mismatch, I think. I think New York bounces back in a pretty big way from that ugly loss Sunday night to Philadelphia. I think the offense gets back on track. The defense clamps down on you know what passes for Cleveland's offense, and I'll pick New York to win this game 31-17. I just... This is not even a fair fight. <laughs> Cleveland is, they're just, by halftime, I think this game's going to be over. And I don't think that's going to surprise anybody. Um, fantasy-wise, there's just not a lot to Cleveland most weeks, and especially not this week. Please don't start Brandon Whedon. Don't start him under any circumstance. There's no need. There's always going to be somebody better out there, especially against this Giants defense. Really, you can think about starting Greg Little. You can think about starting running back Trent Richardson and possibly tight end Ben Watson if you're really hurting for a tight end. It's just don't start anybody else. If you can avoid Cleveland's offense altogether, it's probably a good idea, but those are really the only three guys that are worth any consideration. For the Giants, I like quarterback Eli Manning, running back Bob Bradshaw, Wide receiver Victor Cruz, tight end Martellus Bennett, kicker Lawrence Times, and I like the defense as well. Running back Andre Brown, flex option for me this week, as are wide receivers Dominic Hickson and Ruben Randall. Wide receiver Hakeem Nick, still questionable with that foot injury. I say no to him, as well mm-hmm. as uh, wide receiver Ramses Barton, still questionable with his concussion. Keep those two guys on your bench. There'll be plenty of other uh, opportunities for the other Giants offensive players this week. True. Very true. Yep. So, moving right along, the first of the late games, we've got Seattle coming to the East Coast and playing at Carolina. At least it's a late game from Seattle's perspective. However, I don't think that helps them. I think Carolina hands them their um, their second loss, and I'll, I'll pick um, Carolina to win this game by a score of 27-24. I just I don't even know if he'll be that high scoring, at least not on the Seahawks side. I'm very concerned about them this week. Um really only start Russell Wilson as a second quarterback and even then it's 
it's a little iffy. I just this defense is gonna shut him down pretty well, I think. Um wide receiver wise, Sidney Rice is the best out of the bunch. He's getting the most targets, uh as tempting as, as a Golden Tater or Ben Obamanu or Braylon Edwards might be. I just don't think this is the week for it. Tight end Zach Miller, it's just uh, it's it's hard to get excited about this offense when their pass game is is a little lacking. Running backs, Marshawn Lynch, uh, I think you can start. I think they're going to have to run the ball. I think Robert Turbin's an interesting flex option in a deeper league. But I just I don't think you need to start the defense or the kicker, especially because there's not going to be a lot of scoring on the Seattle side. I misspoke before. I said Seattle would get its second loss of the weekend. Uh, second loss of the season this weekend, they're already 2-2, two and two, so it would be their third loss. Of the week, of the week, even if they lose, so yeah, they shouldn't have even had one of those two wins. But that's another no. story that a Green Bay fan will tell you. But Carolina mm-hmm. starting quarterback Cam Newton, wide receiver Steve Smith, tight end Greg Olson, running backs um, D'Angelo Williams and Jonathan Stewart are flex plays for me this weekend. Wide receiver Brandon LaFell is still a flex option for me. I know he's been a wall for the last. Week, but yeah, I still think that uh, he's, he's worth a flex option to start. Kicker Justin Medlock maybe for me out of Carolina's defense, and I'm staying away from uh, running back uh, like Tolbert. All right. So moving right along, next up is Chicago at Jacksonville. This is another game I don't think is going to be a fair fight. This time I think it's the road team that wins the unfair fight. I'll go with Chicago to win this game 27-17, and hopefully Jay Cutler doesn't uh, badmouth any of his uh, coaches or teammates or anybody else during this game. It's just, uh, Jacksonville, like, as terrible as Jay Cutler looks and is, this is still not, yeah, I agree with you, it's just not going to be a fair fight. This is not going to be a fun Probably game to watch. Probably look pretty good. Yeah, we we make a lot of people look good on the right day, unfortunately. Uh, unfortunately, um, I didn't catch them on the right day with us. Uh, another another uh, discussion. I I still I still like Jay Cutler more as a second quarterback option this week, even though they're playing a Jacksonville defense that isn't that great. I think the run game is going to be a bigger threat. Um, Brandon Marshall is a really great start at wide receiver. If if anything, that's the one guy he can connect with. Devin Hester snuck in some points last week, but so did the rest of the world against the Cowboys. I don't think it's going to be quite that high scoring this week. But um, definitely stay away from the tight ends. I think that both Matt Forte and Michael Bush warrant starts this week. And I'm starting the defense. I'm starting the kicker. I'm sorry, Jacksonville. You're just not that good. <laughs> no, they're not. But I still think they have a couple of players that are – are worth starting this weekend. Uh, running back Maurice Jones-Drew is one of them. Wide receiver Justin Blackman is one of them. Tight end Marcellus Lewis is the third one. Wide receivers uh, Ron Robinson and Cecil Shorts are at best flex plays for me. Robinson is questionable with concussion. Defense is a maybe for me. Quarterback Blaine, Blaine Gabbert, no. Running back Rashad Jennings, no. Kicker Josh Scobie, no. I just I don't think Jacksonville scores 20 points in this game. Yeah, I just it it'd be a real stretch. <laughs> so next up is a game that I think is going to be one of the 
more fun games to watch this weekend, and that's Denver at New England. This is a coin flip game to me, but I'll take New England just because they're at home, but I'll go with it for 28-27, but either team could win this. I agree. I think it's going to be really close, but I'm giving the edge to Peyton Manning. He's beat Tom Brady six out of the last eight times, and I like those odds. I also like rooting for the Broncos better than the Patriots, so I'm going to go with them. That's a better reason. I'm starting Peyton Manning. I think there's it is going to be high scoring. The New England defense is better than last year, but they're still not a great defense, and Honestly, Peyton Manning's going to make any defense look a little lesser. So I'm starting Peyton Manning. I'm starting wide receivers Demarius Thomas and Eric Decker. And I like Brandon Stokely as a flex option in a deeper league. Tight end Jacob Tamme, I think, is going to have a big game. The New England defense seems to be okay with letting tight ends score touchdowns, so I'm good with that. And running back Willis McGahee, I think, also will be a factor. Uh, again, Ronnie Hillman is more of a flex option. No, Sean Moreno seems to be fading fast out there. All right. Um, New, Eng- New England uh, quarterback Tom Brady, I'll go with him. Running back Stephen Ridley, start him. Wide receivers Wes Welker and Brandon Lloyd, start them. Tight end Rob Gronkowski, start him. He's probable with a hip injury. Doesn't matter, start him. Kicker Sebastian, uh, excuse me, Stephen Gostkowski is maybe for me as is New England's defense. I would stay away from Brandon Bowen, even though you know, he's a decent uh, waiver wire pickup. I think Denver's run defense, you don't want to play him, especially when he's questionable with a knee injury. Uh, Shane Marine, stay away. Running back Danny Woodhead, stay away. And wide receiver Julian Edelman is questionable with a hand injury. Stay away even if he had uh, eight healthy hands. Yeah. <laughs> okay, moving right along here, we've got Buffalo at San Francisco. And yeah. this game, I will take San Francisco to win this. I like them to win by, I, I don't think it will be the blowout, but I think San Francisco wins 28-21. I just... These the Bills make me so frustrated and so sad all at the same time. Like every week I come out and I'm like, This is gonna be their week, they're gonna get over the hump, they're a better team than they look on the field and then they do something like stop playing in the fourth quarter and just give away twenty points. Like it's just so I'm, hard I'm to not watch. At all the defense. I know they poured <laughs> a lot of money into it all over the off season, but I, I still think that's one of the half dozen worst defenses in the NFL. Unfortunately, I think you might be right, and even though Alex Smith is not, he's not Tom Brady or or Peyton Manning or Drew Brees or Aaron Rodgers, he's still a pretty decent quarterback with not a terrible offense around him, and I think they're going to put some points up. I think San Francisco wins this by 10. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick can keep this, like, it's sort of competitive, but it's just not a fair fight, the San Francisco defense versus the Bills defense. Um, that being said, there are some fantasy options still on Buffalo, and like Scott alluded to earlier, Donald Jones is a good flex player for if you need a wide receiver, you're in a deeper league. Um, I like Ryan Fitzpatrick, but he's more a borderline second quarterback for me this week. He is going against the San Francisco defense, which, while it stumbled a few times, they're still a much better defense than most you're going to face. 
the running back situation is a little a little more interesting than it was two weeks ago. You've got Fred Jackson and C.J. Spiller back. Send Tashard Choice back to the bench. Um, I think if you have Jackson or Spiller, you can start either of them. It's hard to say who's going to get more touches. I think the edge is going to go to Fred Jackson just because he's a little bit healthier, but either way, it's going to be tough to run on this defense. You absolutely need to be starting wide receiver Stevie Johnson. Even if he's going to drop a few balls, it's still going to be a lot more targets than you're going to see in a lot of other wide receivers. Um, Donald Jones, I like I said, I like more as a flex option. Beyond that, stay away from the wide receivers. Start tight end Scott Chandler. Go grab him off your waiver wire. But don't start the defense. Don't start the kicker. This, I hope it stays respectable, but this could easily turn into a blowout too. For San Francisco, I like running back Frank Gore to have a big game. Wide receiver Michael Crabtree, tight end Vernon Davis in the defense. Those are all starts for me. Wide receiver Mario Manningham is finally putting together a decent season. He's a flex start for me. And ticker David Akers is a maybe for me. Alex Smith, still not impressed. Don't think he had a big week, although I like Crabtree and Davis. But I don't like Smith enough to start him. Running backs Kendall Hunter, Brandon Jacobs, and Michael James. Don't start any of them. Jacobs is questionable with his knee injury still. And wide receiver Randy Moss. Hopefully you don't have him on your team, but if you do, hopefully he's nailed currently to your bench, which is probably a good place for him at this point. So next up we have the revived Chris, the resurgent Chris Johnson taking his show on the road up to Minnesota, and Matt Hasselbeck is returned from the dead yet again, and he's going to be going up against Minnesota's defense. I, I, this is another game that I don't think is going to be very close. I'll go with Minnesota to improve their record to 4-1. and one. They may not make the playoffs, but uh, they're, they're sure um, making some uh, mediocre teams pay early in the season, and I think that'll continue in this game. I'll take Minnesota to win 27-13. Really? I think this is going to be a really close game, and I think Tennessee is going to edge him out. I know this might sound nuts, but I like a Matt Hasselbeck Titans offense. You were right the first time. It does sound nuts. <laughs> um, I think you, it's you okay to start. To respond. <laughs> I like Matt Hasselbeck as a second quarterback option. Like, Don't go too nuts. Just because I like him doesn't mean I'm I'm putting all my eggs in the Matt Hasselbeck basket, if you will. The Matt Hassel basket, basket, which is not a terrible fantasy team name, maybe down the line. Since zombie Matt Hasselbeck keeps coming back, we're never going to be rid of him. Um, But, you know, these things happen. Running back Chris Johnson, I guess we can start him this week, which probably means he'll rush for eight yards and and make me eternally frustrated as my running back seemed to do this year. Um, He did score a touchdown last week, so that's something. But I'd like to see him do it more than one time. That would make me happy. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're like the person that buys a winning lottery ticket or sees somebody else buy a winning lottery ticket and say, do it again. <laughs> kind of. But, I mean, I just – I have to start him this week. I, my other running backs are on buys, but I just yeah. – he makes me a little nervous. Anyway, wide receiver-wise, it looks like Kenny Britt's probably not going to play this week, so go ahead and start Nate Washington. 
And if you're looking for a flex option in a deeper league, even a waiver wire pick, Damian Williams is not a bad option. He and Hasselbeck seem to work well together last year at times. So if you're looking for a little stopgap, this might be the week for him. Uh, Tight end Jared Cook, I'm still firmly a believer, even though he doesn't want to stay healthy for a whole game. I still think he's a good start this week. As the Sherpa likes to always say, a tight end is a good crutch for a quarterback who's coming into the offense, be it a rookie or zombie Matt Hasselback. Um, and don't start the defense with a kicker. Minnesota's run game is going to run all over this defense, but I still think Tennessee edges them out. I know it sounds nuts. Tight uh, end, Craig Stevens, what do you think of him? And also, do you like Damian Williams more than Kendall Wright? I do like Damian Williams more than Kendall Wright this week just because it's Matt Hasselback. I just I like what they've done better. Um, Craig Stevens is a good tight end option. He's a nice guy. If you've got somewhere on your bench, you can stash him. I think that he'll be more of the factor down the line, but Jared Cook is, is my number one there for now, at least. All right. For me, running back Adrian Peterson is a must start as Jenna alluded to. They're mm-hmm. going to run rush out over Tennessee's defense. Wide receivers, Percy Harvin and Jerome Simpson are both starts for me. Tight end Kyle Rudolph is a start and start Minnesota's defense, too. Quarterback Christian Ponder, if he were healthy, I would start him, but he's questionable with a knee injury. He's a maybe, which means second quarterback for me. Kicker mm-hmm. uh, Blair Walsh is a maybe for me. Running back Toby Gerhard, he's really been one of the big disappointments for me this season. But again, yeah, I picked him on a couple of teams based on the assumption that Adrian Peterson wouldn't be 100 percent healthy and he's sure blown that theory a bit so far. A little bit. So running back Toby Gerhardt, you're banished to the bench until further notice. <laughs> Wide receiver Michael Jenkins is questionable with a rib injury and uh, Devin Aramashadu, those guys both belong on your bench as the tight end John Carlson. Okay. I can work with that. So, yep. We're we're way, way ahead of the uh, schedule here, but let's this is very exciting. Uh, right on going actually we're not too far ahead of schedule. So San Diego <laughs> At New Orleans, it's the Sunday night game. New Orleans, they've been in a disaster so far this year. All sorts of problems. The defense can't stop anybody. Luckily for them, I don't think San Diego is hitting on all cylinders on offense yet. So I think New Orleans finds a way to eat this out in spite of their defense. I'll pick them to win 30-28. to 28. This is the game I think I'm most excited to watch this weekend, not so much from a fantasy perspective, but because Drew Brees is potentially going to set the record for consecutive games with a touchdown pass against his old team that gave up on him, and I like the symmetry in that. Plus, you've got the added, added, I guess, theater of having the suspended Sean Payton in the crowd for it, which I think is going to make it a lot of fun. (laughs) Fantasy-wise, I think New Orleans is going to win this game, even with their depleted defense, just because I think they are overall a better team than San Diego, and Drew Brees has a lot to play for, plus they hate losing in New Orleans. So I'm going to go with New Orleans, but I think it's a close game. I think it's going to be a good one to watch. Fantasy-wise for San Diego, start Phillip Rivers. Uh, I really think that any quarterback that's playing the New Orleans defense right now should be started, and Phillip Rivers is always a good one to go with. Maybe not Blaine Gabbert, but... (laughs) <laughs> All right, almost any quarterback playing against New Orleans. Uh, tight end Antonio Gates, you should absolutely be starting as well. 
wide receivers, Malcolm Floyd and Robert Meacham, Eddie Royal. There's there's a a plethora, I guess, there if they can ever stay healthy, which is kind of a long shot. Malcolm Floyd is my favorite of the bunch. And, um, oh, running back-wise, we alluded to the Jackie Battle battle with Ryan Matthews earlier. Um, I think you can start either of them. Ryan Matthews is going to be probably the recipient of more carries. I think Jackie Battle may do more with his carries, though. But I don't think you can go wrong with either as a start this week, especially when you're down a few running backs on a bye week. But don't start the defense against Drew Brees. Start the kicker, though. I like. I just like the matchup for this. Who's going to be kicking for them this week? Not that everybody on pins and needles about this, but it's getting healthy again, or are they still going to have to deal with? Um, <laughs> I think that we're going to have a Nick Novak sighting this week. Oh, another one. I think so, but you know, I could be wrong. But uh, what else are you going to do on a Sunday night but watch your kicker? I mean, come on. Yeah, I think they go back played last week too, but um anyway, it's it's good to know there's still a place for him in the NFL. So <laughs> quarterback for New Orleans, start quarterback for Breeze, start running back Darren Sproles, start wide receiver Mark Fitzpolson, tight end Jimmy Graham, and kicker um um Garrett Atkins. Um uh, Garrett Hartley, excuse me, Garrett Atkins yeah. wrong sport. Um a little bit. Yeah, the, the other one's a, a third baseman who doesn't play anymore. Uh, no. Running backs, Mark Ingram and Pierre Thomas are flex options for me this week. Devery Henderson and Lance Moore are wide receiver flex options for me. Moore I would start if he were healthy, but he's questionable with a hamstring injury. That's why he's a flex option. It's best for me. The defense is a maybe for me, and Chris Ivory talented though he may be when you're the fourth string running back in New Orleans you don't want Hard to get the touches there. Yeah, you, you don't get the touches there. So Mm-mm. anyway. Alright, moving on to the last train ra- I mean game of the week. <laughs> the Monday night game between Houston and everybody's favorite coach. Everybody loves Rex. Rex Ryan. Rexy Rexy. Yeah, they're they're losing a key player to the IR every week, or at least for the last two weeks. No Revis, no Holmes. Let's see who goes down this week. I really don't think it matters, even if they were at full strength. They're going to lose this game by at least a couple touchdowns. I'll go with the final score of Houston 27 and the Jets 10, and that might even be generous to give the Jets benefit of the doubt that they can score 10 points. Maybe maybe somebody can can pick up a, a... A drop ball or something from the Jets. I don't. Maybe Tim Tebow will will do something. Maybe he could play he'll, defense. He'll throw an 80 yard touchdown pass to himself. Yes, I would like to see that. I would watch this game to see that. Not much else though. No. <laughs> um. Even though it's it's a nice matchup against the Jets, uh, lack of defense and Matt Schaub's not a a bad quarterback. I think that it's going to be more of a run centric offense this week. I think Arian Foster is literally just going to run over the Jets. He might just run right out of the stadium. I don't know, but I think you need to be prepared that with starting Matt Schaub and starting Andre Johnson and even maybe a tight end in Owen Daniels, that while the matchup looks really great, it's just I don't think there's going to be as many points there as you think. 
And that's why I'm not saying go start Kevin Walters a flex. It's just there's not going to be enough there. It's going to be the Arian Foster show and pretty much nothing else. But you should absolutely be starting the Houston defense and the Houston kicker and maybe the Houston water guy, maybe the trainer. I don't know. But if you have somebody on the defensive side, start them in this game. <laughs> Do you like Andre Johnson or, um, or um, Owen Daniel? I do like Andre Johnson. Uh, they're they're going to throw him a couple of touchdowns. I mean, they're going to score so much that some of them have to go to Andre Johnson. It's just a law of probability at this point. I don't know how much well, I like Owen Daniels. I'm Darren Barry in the tweet, so, you know, his officer or his probation officer left him, he should uh, be out on the field at some point. And aren't they starting to convert their, their seldom-used running backs and wide receivers to cornerbacks now? So there's also that added threat. Well, they, they moved Joe McKnight back to running back this week. They might turn him into a wide receiver next week. Maybe. They might... That somebody suggested they might just go out and sign Terrell Owens and and uh, Chad, Johnson Earth, and Chad Johnson and Chad Johnson and who knows who else. You know, it is it is worth noting that the Jets did sign Jason Hill this week, who last week called Darrell Revis overrated in the media. So I think that might be a fun dynamic. He's should be very grateful that Revis got hurt two weeks ago and isn't around to fight him in the locker room. Yeah, well, all this peace and love in the Jets locker room anyway, but... I would like to see Greg McElroy play quarterback for the Jets. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's not going to happen, <laughs> but it, it would be no, funny. No, it's still a pipe dream it, I can have, okay? <laughs> I, I think the Jets fans are going to be calling for <clears throat> by the end of this game, but for the Jets, believe it or not, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say there's nobody on the team that you want to be starting... Um, there's no definite start for them this week. You mean you don't want to watch Mark Sanchez throw footballs into the back of Tim Tebow's helmet? You're no, not something you're interested no, in? No, I don't want to see him. <laughs> As somebody said on CBS the other day, some commenter made the comment that uh, with Antonio Holmes out for the season now, whose ankles is Tim, is uh, Mark Sanchez going to bounce passes off now for the rest of the season? <laughs> so. I don't know. We'll have to tune in to find out. We'll have to tune in to find out. But for them, tight end, Jeff Cumberland is pretty much, I think, the best option, which is telling you how pathetic their offense is. He's possibly a flex option in a really, 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 really deep 32 or 64 team league. Uh, The defense (laughs) is also a maybe for me. Quarterback Mark Sanchez and Tim Tebow, no. Sean Green, Bilal Powell, and Jill McKnight, no. Um, uh, Jeremy Curley, Stephen Hill, Chas Schillen, Dustin Keller, Nick Bolt. No, 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 no. Yeah, there are going to be people no. who tell you that Jeremy Curley is a good waiver wire pickup this week, and those people are going to be wrong. It's a nice theory that somebody has to catch passes, but let's look at who's throwing the passes. There's not enough value there, so just stay no. away from it. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, we've got a couple of um, minutes left, so um, uh, we really only have one minute left. So whatever you okay, got. Okay, so then why don't you wrap us up then and tell people <laughs> okay. where they can find us and wish everybody a happy holidays or whatever we're up to. All right, like always, we will be back next Wednesday night from 9:30 to 10:30 p.m. Eastern time. And if you miss us live, we always archive as a podcast, so be sure to check us out there as well. 
You can find us all week long on Twitter at the number 4THN Inches Show. That's the number 4THN Inches Show. Our email address is the same handle, the number 4THN Inches Show at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page at fantasyfootballsherpa.com, which also has some great rankings. If you're looking for bi week replacements, it's not a bad spot. Uh, and you can find our personal Twitter accounts as well through the Fourth and Inches account. And if you have any questions about starts and sits on Sunday, we are around to answer them, so be sure to let us know. And thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week. Thanks for the show, Jenna, and happy Canadian Thanksgiving and Columbus Day to everybody out there. Have a great week.